Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan. Today joining me is Natalie. Hi. Natalie, hi. I join you every week. Every you week join you me today as well. Something weird about like how I'm not normally here. Um, I wanted to raise everyone's attention. Is that a thing you do? No. <laughs> I wanted to Just alert to your attention. <laughs> I wanted to alert everyone to um, a new podcast called Lay It Out. Lay it out is that clear yes it's called lay it out um it's by my friends it's about science but it's about science for everyone if you're even remotely interested in science but you think you're it's too complex Hmm. um dan and i were guests on their first episode which went live last week um it's really good even if we do say so ourselves we were hilarious yeah i thought it was really funny we went in thinking we were going to be total losers, and then I think we smashed it. It was a 10 out of 10 performance. From us. From, um, from us, <laughs> from us. The science people were lame. Yeah. But. Um, but that's really, it's really cool. It's a cool idea, and it's a, it was nice for them to ask yeah. us to be on it. Um, so if after this podcast you haven't had enough of us, please go there and, and listen to that. You can find it on all good podcast rigs. Yeah. We'll put um, a little link in the description for we this will podcast put, as well. We, we will do that, unless I forget, in which case we won't do that. We'll try and remember really hard. But it's a special day today because we have a guest. We have a, a man called Pip joining us today. Hello. Hi, Pip. How are you? Um, you know, not born with that name. Not do they well call today. you Pip at work? No, they call me Phil at work because I'm not... 12. <laughs> Should we not call you Pip anymore? You can call me whatever you want to call me, really. Oh my God. Call me by your name, in an Oscars <laughs> reference. So. I mean, I do like Pip Guardiola. I think that's... <laughs> I do, I do like that. That's fantastic. And I can't believe I've only come up with it just now. Well, you didn't. You came it up with it about five about, hours yeah. ago. <laughs> just now, as in like a Today. few hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Pip is, is a friend of ours. And Pip, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is your, your favourite team? Who do you support? I don't know if they're always my favourite team. Right, like okay. any good love, you don't always like each other, but perhaps, you know, the love will remain strong. Okay. And that would be Liverpool, uh, at the place in which, as you can tell from my accent, I was born. Okay. And how about... Is that a joke? Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> it's just such dry sarcasm. It went over your head. Yeah. I was already thinking about the next question. It just went over my head. <laughs> That's good interviewing technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you're meant to do, Dan, is ask some of the questions and then react. Listen and react. Yeah. Yeah, but see, it's really hard for me to remember this this really important question. So I'm about to ask you, what is your most proud football moment? When I was 13, my I think it was my 13th birthday, I scored uh, a long-range effort, um, top ban, you know, top bin. Ooh. This is a real footballing moment that you were the main event. So I used to be, I was a centre-back at the time, which is not a great position for me, but, you know, you're the tallest kid at school. You're the big man, yeah. Why weren't you the goalkeeper? Um, I I was in goal previously for one game, but... uh, You let the ball... The ball went went in, in ways (laughs) where I probably should have stopped the ball going in. (laughs) And whilst that doesn't prevent Jordan Pickford from being a Premier League goalkeeper, (laughs) it did prevent me... Um, um, no, this has to stop. No, I can't take stop it. Pickford, stop back. Back. Pickford needs a right to reply to this, <laughs> this abuse. He would do, unfortunately, he cannot reply from the Jurassic period, which is where his arms currently <laughs> resonate. <laughs> he said you'd stop. Please don't. I'll stop now. Yeah, so the ball comes back to me from a corner. I'm the centre-back, but I haven't gone into the area because, you know, when you're 13, frankly, no one's scoring headers. So what happens is the, the corner-taker plays a, 
a shortish corner. I'm around the D, the penalty area. Ball comes to me. Hit it across my body, so I'm on the right-hand side of the goal. It goes in the top left corner. Oof. Do I wheel away to celebrate? No, because you're 13 and it's a school game in front of no one. So I just <laughs> oh, clap and just, jog back. Just got on with just, it. Just get back that. To the circle. Roll your sleeves up, lads. Come on, concentrate. So done. Was it, was it an important goal in the context of the game? I think it was the third goal in the 3-0 victory, which in some ways is the most important goal because it puts the cherry on top. Well, it, it is. And also, you know what they say about a 2-0 lead? It's the most dangerous. <laughs> so you, you really saved your team on that day. Statistically inaccurate. That's yeah, I know. It's an absolute bullshit cliche. There's going to but... be too much football chat on this podcast, I think. <laughs> I think you're going to talk too Okay, much can we stop talking about football now and get on with what the podcast is As really about? As a woman, about? I don't appreciate this football chat. All right, so that's enough of the football. We're going to tell you about our weeks now. <laughs> Shall we get on with it? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my team this week. Finally, finished above the average. Oh, really? 20 points above the average. We're not even... What? Yeah, 37. Steady on, Daniel. 37 points is the average this week. And you're week. on 57? Yes. Oh, I'm so yet to play. proud of you. Thank you. Dan's been having a tough it's, time. I, I've been having a really tough time with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you've got you've got Milivojevic playing tonight. It's true. And you also have eight point dunk coming off the bench. Let's save it. Let's save my dunk. You you want to talk Feels. about him in the Brighton section? Please. Oh, I hope that section is short. Anyway, let's get on with it, shall we? Well, it'll be the Brighton section, not the Brighton Arsenal section. Yeah. Can I bring you a stat about game week 29? Oh, yeah, you had a good stat, didn't you? From the nine games that have happened so far, all of the games that didn't end in a draw were won by the home team. Hmm. Hmm. Which actually I thought made a lot of sense this week as well. Because if you look at the teams, like with the exception of maybe Brighton, Pretty strong home fixtures this week. I guess. I, I, I was on to win £150, which oh. I've already told you about. Here we go. The last minute goal from Mares mugs me off of it, didn't it? Anyway, Swansea versus West Ham. And the Swans rolled away with a, a 4-1 victory in this one. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty lit. It's pretty lit considering they lost, what, 4-1 last weekend. Yeah, they just turned it around. Literally. Carvalhoal was like, screw this. Screw this shit. I'm going to... I'm going to score the goals this time. Sorry, he didn't score any goals. Yeah, I I feel like a manager, especially one one like Carvalhoal, who lives through all kinds of strange metaphors, like he he really feels it when those goals go in. Um, But one one of my favourite things about this game, Adrian and his slapstick saving antics. Do you see him when he punched it into uh, Cresswell's face? Oh yeah, I yeah from the, from the corner. So yeah, and and the commentator was like, "Oh, what an amazing save from Adrian!" But he just punched it into his own player's face, which planted it for uh, who is it? Was it Key? Probably. Was it? Everything is Key. Someone's. <laughs> I, thought, I thought for Key's goal, Adrian went down in about eighteen different stages. <laughs> it was like the slowest shot to roll. <laughs> I feel like during the, at least maybe the fifteenth of those stages, he could have got closer to the ball. <laughs> So by the, by the 18th, it was really an But imagine game. what this scoreline would have been if Joe Hart had been in goal. Oh my goodness. Don't even... That's the fascinating situation for West Ham at the moment. Not only do they have no defenders, they have two goalkeepers you wouldn't want anywhere near your team playing. And it's... It's not... You say that, but sorry, do you still have Adrian in your team? Because... Yeah, I don't play him. <laughs> have Nick Pope. Don't need anyone when you've got Nick Pope. So key... Key Sung Young, whose shirt I was annoyed about this week because it has dots in places I don't think there should be dots. 
Um, he is 4.9 millions. Two assists and two goals in his last four games in the Premier League. Which is pretty good, but when whenever you watch him play, he just seems like the most limited, like, nothing player. Who pops up with some, some really big goals in... Why are you so offended? I don't know. Remember that season a few seasons ago when I had him and he was great? I don't, because why, why would I remember that? I don't know. A few seasons ago I had him, like, towards the end of the season, just to get some sweet yeah. points, and he did. He, he did does. I, I think I, he pops up with important goals every now and then. But in terms of, like... I, I mean, I guess the argument is the price, right? It's 4.9. It's, it's one of those, like, Milivojevic... So even... Is he more than five now, or is he still at 4.9? Who? Milivojevic. Oh, I've no idea, Dan. But he's in that sort of like super cheap price range where you can have him sitting in your team and... 4.9 still. I and guess he's, he's on penalties if Benteke doesn't get any ideas about it as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's old Millie boy. Um, but Key, I, I don't know, like... I don't want him, I just saying that, that Adrian nice. goalkeeping was not the best. Uh, but the Ayu brothers, they were, oh, as you have on the, uh, the notes, <laughs> Jayu, Jayu and Ayu. <laughs> yeah. Jayu and Ayu. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, you say the Ayu brothers, but Andre Ayu is 6.8 million, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah, so I was, I was more just going to praise their performance. You can just praise their performance, but not too much because no one can afford that much. man. Yeah, so Jordan's the one that a, a lot of people, I think, have already got anyway. Well, the pro- like my beef with that is that he only the only goal he got this week was from the penalty. Hmm. He didn't do a goal. He didn't do an yeah. assist. Yeah, he played well, but yeah. So I guess that's the thing. It's like how much do you put, how much uh, weight do you give to this performance? Because they were both, I think, on match of the day, like they highlighted like how well both of those were working together up front. Both of them working really hard. And do you think that's going to translate to a lot of goals against West Ham? It did, but then West Ham, I think, for at least two of the goals were really really poor defensively and one of them was a penalty so you kind of look at them and you think are Swansea going to do that every game I don't know if they really have that much in attack and I, I think they're kind of a weird one to look at but I do think defensively they're a proposition obviously Van der Horn popped up with the goal this week yeah they well, seem to be showing them around defensively they're a proposition but it hasn't really worked out that well for the, the Brighton game obviously was an, an anomaly but if we look at the past sort of like six, seven weeks, I think Fernandez has popped up with two goals. Yeah, everyone's had some. And, and Van der Horn got his goal yesterday. He almost scored in the FA Cup. Was very unlucky not to. Obviously, different competition. But I feel like you at least have that chance. Like, they are pretty decent from set pieces. And they're all quite reasonably priced. I remember Fernandez was 4.4. He's gone up to 4.5 now. Oh. And Mawson's probably the only one, unless you already have him, that I wouldn't look at just because he's he's that little bit higher. I don't know why I got him really over the others. Did he because score against Liverpool before you got him, or is it that he's highly rated? No, I got him after he scored. Yeah. I don't know why I got him rather than someone else. He he has traditionally like last season he had a really good run of of scoring, so I think that's kind of why he's priced higher and why a lot of people were inclined to go for him because he had a few assists, he had a few goals or whatever, and and it felt like it was time. Um, but that hasn't really come to fruition quite so much as Fernandez, who I think has been the, the standout. But there's still a lot of games left in the season and they, they do have a good run in. Um, you always have to have like maybe two or three cheaper guys in your defence. And they are good value, I think, because they can pop up with a goal. West Ham, what do we have to say about these boys? Only Antonio, to be honest. I'm looking mm. forward to him being reasonably priced next season. Yeah, he's been... 
Matt in the last two weeks in two four-one defeats in a row. He scored at Anfield. And Arnautovic and Lanzini both on the pitch. I think Lanzini came off quite early in the the Liverpool game because he'd just come back from the injury, but he played the full game this time. I think they did. You know, they came kind of close at times. Arnautovic had one chance. He just kind of put right into Fabianski's hands. Yeah. But I don't know. They look a bit a bit turd at the moment. A bit crap. Bit rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. They basically have a, a pretty awful run in, um, but that kind of that kind of implores me to maybe just take a punt on Lanzini at some point. Maybe when I do my wild card, he always pops up with a little goal here and there. I, that's some sort of confirmation bias from you. I mean, yeah. if you were looking at anyone from West Ham, you'd look at Arnautovic because he plays centre fireworks. He's right in between the sticks. Yeah. Th- well, dangerous. <laughs> a little bit of it is also my my personal affliction for him because he's this he's, is why you must celebrate when you get above average points uh, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you're susceptible to this sort of thing you need but to this be a little ha- cold it's literally it this happened you know like like he said about Key like I had this this moment at the end of last season where I brought brought um, Lanzini in scored me a free kick didn't he and I was like yeah sick but, so he scored get you one, one free one kick he also scored me 14 points earlier this season so let's you know let's not diss the man. Okay, so yeah, they, they, they have, you know, what you'd look at as, you know, they face Burnley, Southampton, Stoke in the next five, but it doesn't really look like they're the best guys to go for, even in that, that 6.6 range, and defensively, all over the place, so I'd say, stay the hell away. And Bonner's dead now, so like, what's the point? Yeah, Reed as well, Reed came oh, off yeah. injured. Reed's even more dead. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for those boys, but yeah, you never know. Breaking news. Um, the score oh. at Crystal Palace, oh, Man United it's is It's one now... to Palace, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I knew it would be. Townsend. At least it wasn't Millie. Benteke assist. Ah, again, <laughs> again, again. Again, he loves it. You know, and I have I have mentioned this begrudgingly a few times on the podcast, that he's on a crazy run of getting an assist like every freaking but game. he still hasn't scored at home this entire he, season. This is the thing. He's still rubbish. He's still <laughs> rubbish. But he's been getting five points every week. You don't have to think about how good a player is for... You know, FPL, do you? Because FPL is about very much a moments game yeah, rather than a decoration game. Exactly, and it's kind of, it's kind of probability as well, though. And the probabilities don't really suggest Benteke is ever going to get points. This is the but first. He does the first time that Crystal Palace have ever led um, Manchester United in a Premier League match. You know what's great about that? And sorry for anyone who owns them, but De Gea owners. Yes. You just got mugged off. Yes. The last time Crystal Palace were beating Manchester United in a competitive game, Alan Pardew did a dance. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, and I'm sure some of our listeners do. Right, so Burnley 2, Everton 1. And this is quite a satisfying match for one person in particular in this room. Yeah, I can guarantee. Um, Me also, though. Because were we not all satisfied of, by this? I mean, we're all was satisfied. Was everyone not satisfied by this result? Are you not entertained? <laughs> exactly. Shouts Sean Dyer, where more, are you not entertained? <laughs> that was a bit more like <laughs> Batman, I think. <laughs> Christian Bale. I could do the Bane version. Yeah, you could do the Bane version. Are you not entertained? Is that what Bane sounds there like? There is no way I'm editing this podcast. <laughs> uh, what does Bane's, you know, it's... Um, that's Alfred, isn't it? What is Bane's? I need to see that movie because right. that's what Bane sounds like. Bane's the Tom Hardy one. I know who he is. It's not right. But I didn't realise that was how he said it. okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Anyway, please can we talk about Burnley? 
you seen Whitney Houston? I was seeing Whitney Houston. We can talk about Burnley. I think let's, a, great, a couple of up. interesting things about this game. So um, Burnley concede a very low amount of shots on goal. Generally, yeah. we know that about their style of play. Yeah, yeah. But also they have very few shots at goal as a, as a team. However, Everton gave Burnley the highest XG of the season at 2.4. Oh my God. This guy here wants to work for Opta. <laughs> Proving that Everton are shite. <laughs> That's quite... Oh, I've got a good one also. Um, because this isn't stat <laughs> No, 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 it's not a stat. It's not a stat. But what, this is a stat, but this isn't what I wanted to say. Okay. So this, is, this was Sean Dyche's 250th game as Burnley manager. Never in 53 games have Burnley come from behind to win. Yeah. And this is the first time for yeah. them to do that in the 53 and also in Sean Dyche's time as a man. And it just had to be against those, uh, those Merseyside Blues. <laughs> the BWS. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so this was, you know, Everton's elite away form. It continues. Uh, they... <laughs> they on the, Almost on the par with another team's very yeah, much elite yeah, away form, which we'll come to in... Coming up next. Just a few minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited about that. Um, but can I talk to you about Barnes? Go, go for it. Tell me about Barnes. Well, I got really hyped about Barnes because he scored just twice in the last two games. And I was like, oh, now I want Barnes in. So I don't know what I'm going to do between Barnes and Glen Murray. You know what? It's the wrong time to get Barnes after he scored two and two because Burnley... He'll never do it again. Burnley are not frequent scorers. They're well, amongst the lowest scoring also, games of them. now Chris Wood is back. Thank God. Mm. Praise the Lord to Chris Wood. I've missed him so much. Yeah, he's a good, good guy. He's um, a fine figure of a man. I think, um, I think Burnley have missed him a lot this season whilst he hasn't been in as I mean, well. Before Saturday, they haven't won since literally December. Well, yeah. quite... quite. Um, and yet remain in seventh. Oh, glorious. <laughs> Europe, it's back on! <laughs> I mean, I'm worried that, that they're going to finish above us, so... It's fine, just win the Europa and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's all we got to do, easy. <laughs> um, Arsenal's got this. Uh, I kind of echo what Pip said about Burnley and their, their chance uh, creation. Like, they don't really create enough to justify going after an attacker. But you do have the likes of, is it Lowton or Loughton? Lowton. Which one are we choosing? I think it's Lowton. It's okay. Lowton now. It's not we'll, what we'll we were saying. For, we'll go for official podcast Lowton pronunciation. Um, so he's, I don't know if he's risen now, but he was 4.3. I got him a few few weeks ago in my triple up on Burnley. And he, he came out with seven points. So a really good assist. Who is he in for? Uh, so Bardsley was playing before, and Bardsley's basically an old man. Like right, so he was playing while Leighton was out yeah, injured. But fit straight into that Sean Dyche team in fairness. With him. Yeah, yeah. No, he he actually he kept Leighton out for a bit because Leighton did come back, and Bardsley was playing so well that that Dyche just didn't drop him. Uh, but then I think Bardsley kind of went off the pace for a few games. Leighton came back in. I think he got an assist off the bench for one game, and then he he started. He's now the first choice again, mm. um, and he put. He did that exact same pass to Barnes twice in this game. So one of them resulted in a goal. The other one, Pickford, actually came out and, and saved it at that time. I think like when you've got him as an option, you've got Ward is back in the team now. I think he's probably going to be first choice left back. And obviously you've got Ben Mee, one of those guys we're still kind of ties in with that tweet you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like we kind of expect him to score at some point. See, I don't. You don't. Do you want me to talk about this now? Go for it. So there was a tweet that I saw yesterday, the day before, I can't remember. Um, and it was like, defenders who we'd have expected to score goals this season, but still haven't. 
And it's just a list of defenders. It's a list of defenders, which is kind of funny because it's like, yeah, you could say that any season, just list... Uh, there are a few of them I understood, like Van Arnholt, but he actually hasn't been in the, the team for a lot of the... Uh, like, and Macaulay is understandable if Macaulay would play. Do you want to read out some of the list for our listeners' benefits? Um, Van Dyke, me, Cahill, Christensen, um, Duffy, Jagielka, Morgan. Yeah. Sorry, no one is... Mor- I, I don't know who Morgan expected Morgan to score. score. Yeah. Um, company, Milner, Macaulay, Vertonghen. Milner, scored. I'm sure Milner has scored a goal for Liverpool. Yeah. But in the see, this is the oh, thing. Well, is the, yeah. See, it doesn't say that in the tweet. No, because Van Dijk then, obviously scored the winner in the most... Exactly, exactly. and people... was his debut, wasn't it, as well? Sorry? It was his debut. It was his debut. So, yeah, this tweet is dumb because you Sorry, Twitter person. Like, You should be very clear on what the parameters are of your... Not only that, but also if for FPL you're buying defenders in the hope that they'll score, you're doing it wrong. Yes, probably. It's not what they're there for. I yeah. think for the, for the Burnley point, penalties. they're a great choice, aren't they? Go for a Burnley defender, they're going to keep clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, at least one in two. Yeah, so, wow. so unfortunately they've been on a bit of a bad run. I, I think some of it has been unlucky. Like last week there was a, the last minute Gabbiadini goal, oh. which we were very upset by. And that was the one, the controversial one where... Uh, one of I think it was Westwood ran into the the referee. Oh, yeah, yeah. The referee kind of blocked him off, and then it Fucking went to a goal. The week before it was Swansea with their I think it was eighty fifth minute goal. But with their fixtures towards the end of the season, they face Everton next at home. No, they don't. That's the game we're they talking just about. Did it. <laughs> it was so natural how you ran through it. I was quite impressed. It that. was. It was. I forgot to delete this col- column on my sheet, and they face West Ham next. After that, they've got Chelsea at home, and then they've got West Brom, Watford, Leicester, Stoke, Brighton. That's a really nice run of five fixtures, and I know there are some teams there that you might think can get some goals against them, but I'd say like three out of those sort of next five, six games, you've got a good shout with with a Burnley clean sheet. And having at least one of them, if Lowton is still priced at 4.3 or 4.4, like he's he's very, very worthwhile. Um... I think a lot of people already have Pope. He's risen quite a lot, but he he seems to be keeping his place. We we don't really know what's going to happen with Heaton. How's Pope performing amongst the fantasy goalkeepers? Because Burnley don't concede a lot of shots. He's so third. Hmm. So um, he's top, sort of De Gea or De Gea, Edison, and then Pope. Also worth considering that the Pope hasn't played the whole season because mm. I think Heaton st- was it the first four only. It was four or three and a half, or oh, four right. and a half, or something like that. Yeah. So hasn't played as many games as those two. And yeah, he's just, he's really quite reliable. Like he very rarely concedes more than one. Uh, so I think he's a, a great option. But in terms of attack, yeah, it's kind of hard to justify. What do we have to say about Everton? I have, I have some words about Ashley Williams. Oh. On, the, uh, <laughs> on the, the chat on the stream where I was watching, mere minutes before Ashley Williams was sent off, someone commented... <laughs> Ashley Williams, captain, leader, legend. <laughs> what? Were they being sarcastic? They I must don't think be. so. I'm sure it was so. I, I mean, don't think there is sarcasm in those sidebar chats. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. Well, I was going to say, usually it's like talking about, you know, usually it's very racist and very hurtful. Oh, yeah, comments. they're all really racist, but that one was. <laughs> Perfect. It was perfect for this game. <laughs> I loved it. it. Yeah, it fit perfectly with the game that we saw. And obviously his actions that followed. With, it wasn't even a good elbow. If you're going to get sent off... It wasn't even an elbow. He just whipped his arm out. A, he whipped his arm back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was good to see him just accept it though and walk off like the leader he is. 
you know, just yeah. take him on for the team there, being like, guys, you don't have to pick me anymore. I think he's been thoroughly big sand in that instance <laughs> that he's thought, I just can't. I can't <laughs> do this anymore. I just can't, I need a break. I don't need to be in this team. <laughs> I mean, big sand thing, Everton thing, fans think that. And whilst I feel devastated for them, it is really quite funny. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm going to preface this with if you are an Everton fan and you're listening, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to hurt you. I'm sorry that you're an Everton fan. <laughs> but I, I, that must be devastating. <laughs> I'm I'm hurting inside right now too. No, no, we have this in common. But you're upcoming twenty third birthday without a trophy. <laughs> I wish you all the best for that glorious okay, day come May. When we said bring all of the stats, we didn't mean all of the bad Everton stats. Two or three is is fine, but you just I just added twenty three to nineteen ninety five, which was the last time that Everton won a trophy. Oh, oh those poor, poor guys. guys. So they do they do have Theo Walcott now, so. You know, and his fresh hair. But with his very fresh haircut, that's that's acceptable. How does he It's the type of haircut you get to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> and fortunately enough, they do have a birthday coming up. It's the kind of haircut you also get to detract from the fact that you can't score any goals and you play for a poor team. Maybe. I assume that's what Ashley Williams is doing at the yeah. moment. Because he's, growing, he's, grown, he's grown his hair out massively, either inspired by Joe Allen's kind of gap year type thing that he went on. <laughs> Everton continue to be poor. They are, I believe, playing at home next against yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion. They Makes are. no odds they're Everton. They're also playing in the blank game week 31, but they do look so poor. And Big Sam, after every match, he just blames his players. Why is he called a Big Sam? Because he's fat. Because he's a big man <laughs> and he's called he's a, Sam. He's a big fat Sam. This he, drinks po- he literally drinks pints of wine. <laughs> Why do you think he's called Big Sam? Is he okay with it? No one says to Big Sam before an interview, Big Sam. They just say Sam. But, like, he's read newspapers. Like, he sees what people call yeah. him. But you wouldn't and call also, him back to his face. Big Sam did get in trouble for mocking Roy Hodgson's speech impediment. It's funny that he pick, uh, picks fun at his speech impediment because he's you can't hear his voice over his breathing whenever he's interviewed. You can't hear it over the sloshing of gravy <laughs> in the pipe glass that resides <laughs> just below the camera. Oh my goodness. Oh. I think Big Sam... You have had you on, Pip. From one of my favourite stories... We have stories. to get Pip on for the, the end of season round table. There's no way we can't have One of my favourite Big Sam stories is that his mansion out in Spain is called St James's Park. <laughs> So called because he's firing from Newcastle after an ignominious five months of boring football paid yeah. for his villa out in Spain. Yeah, which is, oh my goodness. Which is that, excellent. That is, that is a measure of, of a man. man. <laughs> yeah. Absolute measure of a man. I really have a problem with him coming out every match and being like, look, I'm the manager, but the players out there, I can't help it when they just don't do any footballing. They just don't, they can't pass the ball anymore. And it's kind of irritating. So back on topic of FPL though, Everton, I think a lot of people were were looking at these as like a really good Game Week 31 option. But were they? They just look like a mess. Oh, I guess I was. So who do they play in Game Week 31? So Game Week 31 is Stoke away from home. We know about their away form, it's not good. But when you free hit, you're gonna have to put an Everton player in, right? Uh, so if you're free hitting, which I think is the right thing to do in game week 31. I could probably say take a punt on someone like Sigurdsson. Maybe Walcott, but... Sigurdsson's quite expensive though, no? Yeah, but on a free hit. His numbers, isn't he? Uh, On a free hit. So, like, on a free hit, 
that week there is no oh, Man I guess City. Everyone's, there is everyone's no Spurs. Cheap, aren't there is no Arsenal. Like players. there yeah. are no big teams playing, so mm-hmm. it's really easy to fit in someone oh, like Liverpool not playing that week. Liverpool are playing. Yeah, but you can you only said, have three, though. You said no big teams playing, though. Yeah, no, I didn't mean no big teams. I think you just said that, though. Did you? you just said no big <laughs> yeah, teams. Don't pick me up. on. I didn't list Chelsea either, and I didn't list Spurs. So, uh, you know, I didn't... So you miss mean... Arsenal? I said Arsenal. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Looking this forward to this point. next segment. <laughs> this is not the point of what I was talking about. So what I'm saying is, so you're going to have you can have Salah, you can have the three most expensive Liverpool players, and you still still have any team you want. I think I might put Cenk Tosin in. Uh, So I don't think there's any good options in this team for the long term for the free hit. Yeah, but they just they just look in disarray, and they still have. I'd probably put Pickford in. Yeah, I I still can't see them keeping a clean sheet. That's kind of my biggest issue. All right, that's good. <laughs> right, so should we move on to the next? The Absolutely, next we yes. should. Um, I'll let you introduce this, this, this one, and I'll just sit back here for a while. This is Brighton 2, Arsenal 1. Um, I cried on the train yesterday after seeing that Dunk had scored and I'd put him second on my bench. I full-on cried, cried tears, legit tears coming out of my eyeballs. Um, and then luckily Sterling didn't play, so Dunk is coming on and Ogbonna is dead, so... <laughs> This was a really... A man died for this. This <laughs> <laughs> was a really emotional time. Um, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know just how much Dan loves expected goals stats. Yes. So let... And how much you berate me every yeah. week for so... ever mentioning them once. Exactly. So now I'm just going to bring it back to you. Um, the expected goals for this game were Brighton 1.16, Arsenal 0.96. That was that was full of spite. And Having I watched the like highlights, it. I am relatively surprised that Arsenal's was as high as zero point nine six. For the there were not many chance. highlights, <laughs> to be honest. The Aubameyang chance was, you know, what, the was, volley. The... He was like three yards out. The the one he scored. Sorry. Oh, sorry, the one he scored was, was yeah. Uh, but it was a very good chance. So that's that's where that xG is coming from. You can talk about Brighton because Brighton I know you want to. A really excellent team, and I and I think they needed this, and I am happy to be like comfortable that they're going to stay up this season now. They've got striking options now, even if one of them is Glenn Murray, and that's mystifying. But it seems to be working, so fair enough. Five goals in as many Premier League it's, games, exactly. he cannot be stopped. Is he cannot? He's the train that keeps on rolling. Interesting that Izquierdo didn't get anything in this. Was he good? I didn't really he, see... He didn't actually get an assist, but it was offside, I think. Mm. Oh, OK. Um, but he was brilliant. Break, yeah. So the, the problem that Brighton actually had was they could have scored, like, four or five, but they <laughs> it kept falling to Glenn Murray on the break, and he just didn't want to run oh. because he knew he wasn't fast enough. So if it was falling to Izquierdo, if they were playing him... Uh, in that central role or they brought someone off the, the bench with a bit more pace mm. I think they could have had more goals because Arsenal were throwing men forward and oh. Arsenal have never been a good team at stopping the counter-attack this season they're not good at defending full stop uh, and I mean I, I don't think I've seen a game this season where I've been like oh Arsenal defended well they deserve to keep a clean sheet like it's been really poor but th- this current run it just goes on and on and Mustafi is a mess <laughs> Mustafi is a messy bitch is my next <laughs> yeah. is my next Twitter handle is <laughs> really upsetting oh. I, think, I think for the, the fancy element of it which 
you know, is, is why we're here. Yeah, yeah. I think for the fantasy element, things like Aubameyang, that, that feels like a really bad value buy for anyone now. Um, well, we, might we, the odd, scored, we scored two goals in, what, five, six games? And one of them was offside. Joined, one of them was offside. But then um, I could I could flip that and say in the Spurs game, he was flagged for offside on a chance where he was going through on goal and he was onside. So... I heard a lot of, would a he lot have of words there in no points. That was in zero points fantasy-wise for him. Yeah, I think yeah. Arsenal will surely deprioritise the Premier League in the remaining two, three months of the season. Counterpoint to that for Aubameyang, can't play in the Europa League. And therefore he'll be playing with, I wouldn't say the, the dregs of the team, but I just don't know who that is anymore. I can't, see it. I can't see Arsene dropping the first team. Unless by I mean, some Klopp, miracle Klopp he gets did it for Liverpool a couple of years ago. Yeah, it, it just isn't the kind of manager he is. He, he doesn't do it. Like, he did it for the Europa League earlier this season when they were focusing on the league in the group stages, you'd see. Oh, yeah, no, no. In the Europa League is a different thing in the group stage because we were playing much lower quality teams. True. Um, and we basically won it at Cantor, won the group at Cantor, even losing our last game. And we had Theo Walcott and we had Giroud then. Now we have the issue of Aubameyang can't play. Uh, and I just don't think, you know, when you look at the confidence of the team, they need to build some momentum by dropping them for the, the Premier League games and, and only playing them in the Europa League. I don't see how that helps them. And I don't really think there are enough games in the season for us for us to really reasonably be that tired because we're out of boat. Well, we lost the cup final. We <laughs> I don't know what we did against Man City in either game. I, I can't imagine the players are that tired from it because... Wenger says that, you know, they were shattered and yeah. Ramsey was left out um, on Sunday because he, apparently he was exhausted and yeah. he was sort of being rested up for the, the Milan game. Wenger said that a lot of the other players were too tired to run. Yeah. I'd suggest again that he had options on the, the bench. That's the surprising thing. He had Elneny, who doesn't seem to get into the team when... Yeah, he, he didn't make any subs, did he? Didn't, didn't make any subs for, um, on Thursday, Thursday against Man yeah. City. I think he kind of just left them out there to rot. He made three subs yesterday, but so negligible impact. With, with Arsenal, just to kind of sum this up briefly, the positive is that in the last ten... Sorry, nine games of the season, there are five home games... And those are the ones where you can realistically look at Arsenal potentially picking up points. But like, but don't. They're also going to feature in the double game week in 34. Who do they have in the double game week? So the double game week will be Newcastle away and Leicester away. So the double game weeks, unfortunately, two for away Arsenal, games. two away games, I think. For Newcastle, that quality in pretty much every area, they've got an almost world-class manager. He can set up a team to defend, exactly. and we, we saw that against Liverpool, done very effectively until, I think it was, uh, we'll come to that later, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of a tricky one. I, I'm sticking, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm sticking with Aubameyang, he got me nine points this week. You still have Mkhitaryan? I still have Mkhitaryan as well, I thought he was very poor, I think he looks like the player he, he'd become at Man United at this point, and... I really don't know, other than watching how they perform in the next few games. I don't. I couldn't justify to you right now bringing him in if you still have him. I, I would probably advocate for taking him out, and I think that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm keeping Abamyang because I know that his goal scoring record has been brilliant in the Bundesliga, and I'm hoping that will carry through. And he's a good differential, but he is expensive, and at ten, he's just dropped as well to ten point four. So. I don't know, it, it's kind of a big punt the way that Arsenal are playing. 
Brighton, on the other hand, I did want to shout out If Criado because I do think he's going to be one of the cheaper players at 5.9 that I'm going to bring in. This Everyone's se- going for Murray. This season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he just looks really, really threatening to me. And he can't, he's he got that knack of just playing a 1-2 on the edge of the box and getting in on goal. And before this, this game against Arsenal, I think he had six, seven and eight points or something in the last last three before that. So I think he's going to be really important for them come the end of the season. Mm. Also, Brighton will be featuring in the double game with two facing Crystal Palace away and... Oh, Man City. <laughs> but, I think, but I think they'll be fine with it. Yeah. Two away games, though. Obviously, their home form is better. Yeah. But I think on this run with this confidence, I can't believe that yeah. like they'd completely bottle it. Yeah. They, they do have some good options, like Gross and... Murray are two yeah, so other obvious choices to, to shout out. Gross has had three assists and a goal in the last four games as well. I think people have forgotten about him. Yeah, how much is he? Being good. 5.9 And well. Glenn Murray is 5.8? Yeah. Yeah, so they're all very reasonably priced and I think it, it definitely makes sense to have one of them in your team in this, in this end of the season run. For sure. They do have some nasty fixtures, but... They've got it. They've broken that duck of beating a, a so-called top six team, as Glenn Murray phrased it. But no, I really like the look of Brighton, yeah. and they're looking really solid. I'm still a bit concerned about Ajoa and Lucadia coming the... in over Murray. Yeah, because he is very old, and he might go to jail. <laughs> yeah. It really seems to have picked up his form being under the gun for one million pounds in tax frauds. Really, just given him the, yeah. the boost. It, Maybe, maybe it's no, like a kleptomania. Maybe it's in his contract, like, you have to do, like, goals and then we'll get you extra money. Maybe. And then he's using that extra money to pay back the money that he's, like, Yeah, I mean, for me, though, he's on a really quite big goal bonus for Liverpool, so it's not beyond the realms that Murray is for Brighton. You know what? That is, yeah, the idea of him scoring goals because he has a tax bill to pay off. Yeah. And he's getting a bonus every time makes perfect sense. It's real life. He's just motivated. Because he doesn't want to go to jail. For this real. is Glenn Murray's real hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any love for the Brighton defenders? The one thing, Only the one problem Stone. they have is they have a lot of tricky fixtures. The in one there. true love, Lewis Dunk. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking play him every week now, though, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. So it's now he's got your, he's got your eight points when he you know you'd accidentally dropped him and he's come to rescue you. He did this. I think you have to show him that same season, level though. of loyalty back. I think if we're speaking rationally. Having a Brighton defender in your team doesn't make a huge amount of sense just based on their, their, their goals like, conceded per game. They're cheap though. That's the issue, it's the goals conceded. Like they are cheap, but there are other cheap options that offer. I mean, I'm only looking at Burnley, it's the only well, that's team the thing. really. If you want someone who's cheap, go for Burnley where their goals conceded. And well. they have good fixtures. They've conceded, what, 26 goals in 29 games? You yeah. Go for a Burnley defender. Yeah, it, it seems to make more sense. So it was another another good showing from the, the top three dogs at Liverpool this weekend. 2-0 victory over uh, Newcastle. I was going to say over Liverpool. <laughs> uh, they beat themselves, though, with that we good. Beat, we beat our former selves in yeah. the form of Rafa Benitez. Yes. Not, however, John Joe Shelby. Very disappointing he didn't turn up and get his usual own goal, screamer and red card against <laughs> Liverpool. Was he in the squad? I don't believe so. I, I think he, oh. he picked up an injury in the last game. I, I, have, a, I have a feeling Shelby knew he'd have to do a bit of defending in this game as well. <laughs> yeah. so. I assumed he'd been dropped. Like you said last week, you were like, no, he's not going to be on anymore. They're yeah. going to get rid. I think um, Nat's actually got a note on it, so I've done the spoil that. But I w- will say to back up her point that Carrius is one to watch in all seriousness towards the end of the season. His save percentage was horrendous when his hands were made of crisps. But now yeah. that he's 
actually in some good form. He's got used to playing. Save percentage gone up to 64%, which is not the highest in the goalkeepers in the league. How, how did he change his hands from, from crisps to, what he did was to he human ate, matter? He ate said crisps and then they regenerated as actual goalkeeper hands. <laughs> now, the universe had to balance itself, so Simon Mignolet's face is now made of an actual ironing board rather than just looking like one. He's currently priced at 4.8 million. Um, and I think he's probably good. Um, I think if Pope uh, gets kicked out, Carrius um, is the one to replace him with. Well, I mean, Liverpool keep a lot more clean sheets than people think because they have the odd aberration. So five against Man City, four against Tottenham. But generally, they keep a huge amount of clean sheets. Yes, yeah. and also I do think Van Dijk appears to have really settled the, the defence. The, the extent to which he just changes the outlook of the defence, he, he's clearly But why didn't he do that? Why didn't he do that at Southampton? Because he was on this, basically he was on his gap yard. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you, Natalie, about just them being actual human beings and therefore when they know they're leaving a job, like he knew he was leaving, let's, let's be honest about how football works, he knew in August that he'd be leaving in January, it's just a case of a matter yeah. of time. If you've been on the notice period at a job, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't give 100%. It doesn't matter how much you're paid or if you had to play. Well, Mahrez is still giving 100%, so... But he wasn't, well, he wasn't. when he thought he was going to leave. He was he was hiding away. He wasn't even giving 0% on the pitch. He yeah. literally just did one and, like, sat... He had a sweet holiday. He sat in <laughs> an airport in Paris for, like, two straight days. It, it was like... Tom Hanks in the terminal, like they they didn't know where Mares was. He got a job at one point. Do, do you reckon that was it? He he just bought like the new Mario, and he was like, "Oh, perfect opportunity to try out my Switch. I'll just go and sit in the airport for two weeks." Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. Um, on on a series shout on Liverpool for a defender, I think Robertson has now got the shirt above Moreno, and he's a great shout for you to get in there because he'll be cheaper. He gets the, he yeah. gets forward a lot, clean sheets. I didn't think Robertson played very well this week. Um, I just found him playing quite frustrating. They highlighted a match of the day, Jordan Henderson passing the ball forward. But I felt quite frustrated that Robertson would get far up the pitch. He'd do it and he'd be like, sick, yes, let's go, let's do the ball. And he'd be like, just going to pass back over here now. So I think, I think that is a tactical instruction without getting too football serious. But Liverpool just swinging in crosses to none of our tall players because we... All you don't have back. many tall players. <laughs> so that's the, the idea is to stretch the play, to get Robertson forward and wide, so that's why he hugs the touchline, gets wide, gets forward, but then passes it back so we can start shifting around and create gaps on the other side to score the goals. Like um, I think Marley's goal is probably a better example, where by all the players being stretched out along the pitch, the numbers of defenders in the middle can't cover for all the different players running forward, so then Marley gets that space and slots it. 2-0, and then does what I like, which is his new thing of copying Firmino's previous <laughs> celebration. I love that. Didn't I send you a gift the other day? Yeah. So there, there, there are a few few good boys. You mentioned Carrius. I actually originally had my, pl- my plan. Uh, it was to get Carrius and Van Dijk in. And I actually I rubbished that. I got Mane this week instead. He scored again. That was nice, wasn't it? Back out this week for Sane. So it's all good. What? Hold on. Why don't you get rid of Carrius? <coughs> I am. I'm, I'm taking a no, minus no, no, four no. this week. Get rid. No. No, 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 there's no need. Just get rid of Mkhitaryan and put Sane in there. Man City are playing Stoke, and I want Silva and Sane and Gundogan in my midfield. Damn, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Gundogan's not going to get points, if though, it was, is he? Yeah, I already have Gundogan though. Right. He's, he but does. He's... He does sometimes. Okay. Like, but I don't think that's necessary. That's fine. That's fine. It's my team. But then Do you'll, what ha- I want, then mate. you'll have to captain one of them. Maybe, maybe. No, you'll have to. 
I'm sorry I ever mentioned it. It's good. We didn't really see too much from Newcastle in this game. We didn't expect to. It's, it's hard to really draw much from that. They opened up against Bournemouth last yeah. week and then forgot to not open up again once yeah. they were ahead. Perhaps a little bit lucky for Lascelles to not have a straight red in the, the lot is towards the end of the game, wasn't it? Really very lucky, but I think maybe the referee just took pity on them. And frankly, yeah. Frankly, you can... It felt like that, didn't it? Tottenham 2, Huddersfield 0. Why do you say Tottenham? Because I have it written as tot. And that's what they are. But why don't you say Tottenham? Because uh, I'm not from from London. Okay. I may live here, but I ain't London. Okay. What do we have to say about Tottenham? It seems like a... Uh, to be honest, the Liverpool one was quite <laughs> a routine victory. This it looks was, like it was a very routine. routine. Um, Spurs are currently unbeaten in 17 games in all competitions. Hmm. Hmm. Great run of form. So Spurs, yeah, it, it was very much they, they dominated the game. Huddersfield, they did actually have a few breaks, but ultimately, you know, lesser team didn't really have the finishing quality. And that was that. Was that. I mean, Son had a good game. He's very good at home. Something that <laughs> has been pointed out numerous times. They play away next week, which... Is Son guaranteed to start? I don't really understand. No, because he has been on the bench the past few games. And then in the FA Cup, was it FA Cup in the midweek? Against Rochdale. Yeah. yeah they, so he played about 60 minutes in that and came off, and that was when everyone was like, oh, Son must be starting. Uh, Harry Kane continues to play 90 minutes every game, so he's obviously... I don't want guy. Harry Kane anymore. Well, that's, not? that's an edgy... I just, I, it's not worth my hassle. Not worth my hassle, not worth his hassle, not worth Why is it a hassle for you? Because you pay so much from the expects to get the points. Yeah. The problem is, Aguero hasn't scored in two games now. But and maybe Jesus I don't is want back. Aguero. Um, Who else is there? Salah. Oh. Salah's a midfielder. That won't be the case next year. So. I mean, okay, so what you could do... But they've do... already made Firmino a, a forward. So yeah. Otherwise... That'd be weird. Imagine like Mane, Firmino, and Salah will be in forwards. Oh my god, I wouldn't know what to do. You, I'm sure Salah's going to be like Kane Price next year as well. There's no way he's going to be next year. Is going to be terrible, and I'm just going to have to build up on whoever comes up from the. We're not there yet, so we don't have to worry. But yeah, I think Spurs. You know, they have a very good run in, and my comment on them would be the way that they dominated this game. I think you, Max, you have to look at one attacker. Because Wait, so, so what do we do about Son? About Son? Ha- yeah, so if you have him, you keep him. If you don't have him, do you get him? I Personally, I don't I don't think he is the guy to have because I think he will be rotated quite frequently. Okay. If you if you have him already... Then keep him. And you don't have... There's no one better on your, on your radar. I mean, see, this is the thing. Sane is going to play every game for Man City. Well, I say that quite confidently... But we don't really know what's going to happen when, when the Champions League kicks back in. Same could be said about about Spurs. And it does seem he's usually one of the first to get hooked, especially with Lamella coming back now. So, mm. yeah, I, the way that they dominated this game, I just think the best options are in defence and Harry Kane, because if you don't have Harry Kane, he smashes it, which he inevitably will do at the end of the season, trying to get the golden boot. Like, you're going to be in trouble. For me, it's like Davinson Sanchez... Nailed on. He's a little bit more expensive than Davis. Is Sanchez the one you had before and then he got a red card? And yeah. And it was all lols. Yeah, mm. out of our world. He's, he's out injured again, apparently. And there's more talk about his his contract, him not agreeing a contract. And I'm wondering if this is a bit of a, a sort of Mara's situation where he's like, oh, well, I kind of want to leave and I don't want to accept your contract. And he's got mysterious injury. Right. Um, you know, I'm speculating, but we thought he was going to be back two, three weeks ago. He played some FA Cup games. Now he's injured again. Right. 
Uh, Vertonghen is obviously a good option. He's going to play every game. Ben Davis is the, the hype man of the moment, but obviously we remember earlier in the season, he was the hype man of the moment and then he was dropped. Yeah. So um, it's, it's hard with the Champions League to... He's now almost about, like, up to... He's the same price, isn't he? Maybe, almost. Yeah. He's 5.9 and yeah. I just... Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think centre-backs are a lot less likely to be rotated. So if, if you want someone who's guaranteed to play every game, Sanchez and Vertonghen are your guys. I, I wouldn't really recommend their midfielders at the moment just because of how they, they dominate, but they don't... I think Liverpool or City, you might see them getting like four or five. Spurs seem to like get two and then they're happy to just ride it out a bit and they'll try to create chances, but they're not they're not desperate for goals because they know they're tight at the back. Huddersfield, again, you couldn't really draw much from this, but I think they have a really good run of fixtures. Yeah, they do. They have like five really good ones on the way. But Pritchard is a concern if he's not... It was just a dead leg and he'll be fine, right? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't looked um, into this. I think I'd be far less happy to have Huddersfield players in my team in the next few weeks if Pritchard isn't fit and isn't playing. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's... Uh, Man City with... <laughs> I don't really know why I've put this here because I don't actually have anything to say about it. Well, I can tell you a lot about this. Okay. Because not much really happened. Sure. Uh, Man City-Chelsea, please. Man City basically walked over Chelsea for 90 minutes and Chelsea... They sometimes had... literally walked over yes. Chelsea, it has to be said. But they only got one goal. They did, they didn't and get any more to be one. honest, they didn't need to do anything else. So I think it finished 75% possession in Man City's favour. Chelsea set up so, so negatively. Uh, N'Golo Kante was not injured, sorry, he was ill. Um, apparently he was on the, on the team bus having a little nap because he felt so unwell. And a midfield of Drinkwater and Cesc Fabregas just couldn't deal with Man City just passing it. It was like they were basically playing Pong between one another. You know, just Silver and Gundogan, probably like a hundred times in this game, would just complete seven to ten passes between one another. And then they'd move it to the left and then they'd move it to the right. And Chelsea was just walking around and had no answer to it because they didn't, they didn't really have the energy. Uh, I think it should be said as well, Conte wasn't in his best form as one of his, his friends passed away over the, the weekend and it seemed like there was a little bit of a dark cloud sort of hanging over him. And, and I think that probably rubbed off on the team to an extent. But Man City was just far too good. And they Chelsea didn't really have anything to answer. The, the two or three times they got the ball, they made the wrong decisions on the counter-attack. And they came up against a much better team. Uh, as, as Pip said, they were literally walking at points, just, just passing it back. I don't have a forwards. particular problem with that, to be honest. Because if you commit against Chelsea, against City, sorry... If you commit to pressing and one of you goes and the rest of your teammates are doing something else, mm. then you'll just get absolutely embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. And so at least they're all walking. It's better for everyone to do something wrong yeah. than one person yeah. to do something wrong on their own. Obviously, Kante was a big, big miss for them. But, yeah, City are so good. And every time they lost the ball, they just hunt down impacts. There'd be three, four players sprinting to close down the Chelsea players. And you have to have such good technique and such good awareness of what's going on around you to be able to play out of that, especially when you think about it, you only get the ball once every 15 minutes. You can't make a wrong decision, so the, the pressure is increased. And I think Sane was incredible again. Like, he, ever since Sorry. the game... <laughs> I just thought that was outside. Sorry. That was a stranger things. Natalie has, has a chemical reaction to Leroy Sane. So when his name is mentioned, her stomach goes, feed me. Is Sane in the house of 11? 
If he is, I'm surprised he isn't. Holy fuck! We must have had. We, was he injured at some point? He, he's been injured. We must, we must biologically have and chemically, <laughs> it sounds like he should be. I, I think it must have been the start of the season when he wasn't starting every yeah, game. Yeah, I think that. Okay, I'm putting you in right now. I'm doing it. Please do, otherwise, you know. I don't know where the our Lord's tummy might have something to say about <laughs> it. So ever since Sane's unceremonious telling off by uh, by Pep in the FA Cup, he was subbed at half time apparently. He just seems to have reacted to it, and every game since then, he's he takes so much responsibility. Like he picks a ball up, and he just drives at the defense. And one of the things that's most impressive about it is like his touch when he receives it is so good that there can be three, four players in front of him, and he'll get past them. And I think that is something that, although he didn't get any points this week in terms of goals or assists, like he was probably their standout player. And David Silva also deserves a mention because he was. He was at the heart of everything. De Bruyne was basically anonymous. It seemed like seemed like Chelsea kind of tried to shut shut him down, and he was the only player they were focusing on because they couldn't they couldn't face Gundogan and Silva and Sane all at the same time. So I think Sane looks like a, an excellent option at five, eight point five now. I think mm-hmm. uh, he's gone up twice in the the last week, so he's probably one to jump on now if you do want to get him. And they face Stoke next. I have two things. And the first one's Sterling. Hmm. He'll be back next week. He was week. supposed to be back on Sunday. So we'd hope that he'd be back next Yeah. Weekend. Will he start if he's back? Quite possibly, because they I, I would think so. Champions League midweek and Bernardo oh. Silva's played more games recently than he had done hmm. all season. Although Bernardo Silva has played quite well. and, and He has done, but yeah. it might be just a case yeah. of rotation. I think Sterling, you know, Sterling and Sane are the first choices in that team. Whether he rotates or not around the... Uh, I was gonna say the Europa League, <laughs> the Champions League. It is yet to be okay. to be known, but I think he should slot right back in. Yeah, I think it's five, they need five wins to win the league. Yeah, they'll probably play their strongest team for five, yeah. five games. You've got a double game, and then it'll be rotation time. Yeah, and yeah. then then you can probably get rid yeah, of quite, quite a few right. City players. Chelsea have a really good run in towards the end of the season, but I, I think it's probably worth coming back in two three weeks time. Uh, this performance, they they clearly just tried to keep the score low. And unfortunately, he made a mistake. If they, go, if they go out to Barca, they're already seven points behind Liverpool in well, yeah. second. Liverpool the league like, is not their they're, priority. They're, they're six points behind, or six or seven points behind Tottenham. Top four could be out of out of whack for Chelsea pretty soon. They could be out of Europe. There could be one where you look at that team and they've got form for dropping off a cliff. And yeah, that, that could happen pretty pretty quickly. And yeah, in the fantasy terms, you I wouldn't know who you would pick from. Chelsea anyway, so yeah. it might be again what time to think it's about really their defenders. Chelsea players. It's really their defenders. It's the only place that's, that's value, but they are very expensive. Um, no, it's no, a no. Natalie's it's, not it's a no from Natalie. So they have it. Sane. Sane in. Um, Watford versus West Brom, they won 1-0. Um, Dini, 6.3, is he an option? No. No, that's, I think that's no. the first so, or second um, goal from open play in the entire season. Okay, well let him live. Um, I hate Dini, but they face Arsenal next, and oh God, we know how much going, yeah it? we know how how up for it Dini is when he plays Arsenal. <sighs> However, um, all of his Premier League goals this season have been at home, and they play. Away. I cannot wait for Ma- is this a Sunday game? I think it is, isn't it? The- it will be because Arsenal are playing Europa League. On yeah, Thursday. yeah, you're right. Oh, the narrative on match of the day two is going to be brilliant. <laughs> Um, also, Kiko Vermenya, who was ill this week, 
But that's fine, because we didn't want him this week anyway. When you do want him, Gamek32. Gamek32, get this man in. It will be glorious. He won't have risen in price, so he'll still be 4.3 in three weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Watford have a good run. I don't remember who they play, but um, with Kiko in, it'll be glory for everyone. Yeah, there's Why four... are you such a fan of Kiko for me? Because yeah. he's really good. I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm, it's a genuine question. Well, I've given you a genuine answer. Game week 32. It's not the most insightful answer I've ever had, but it is, <laughs> it is in an fact, answer. an answer. Yeah, game week 32, please. Yeah, so they have three home games in four from that, and it's Bournemouth and Burnley at home, back-to-back, then Huddersfield away, and then Crystal Palace at home. Glorious. That's, so that's a good, that's a good that, old run. It's not any game that I would want to pay money to watch or subject my eyeballs to. I, I firmly agree. However, but I think if Kiko's on, I think it changes that. Yeah. I mean, they've got De La Faye as well. No, he's dead. He's he's had quite a serious injury, hasn't he? Oh. I think... Is that... I can't spell his name, <laughs> It's not. Oh, well. See you next season. Um, West Brom are dead. Yeah, I they think are. they're dead and buried, aren't they? As... Uh, it feels wrong to say that about a team with nine games left, but it doesn't when it's, it's West like Brom and Pardew. It's like Sunderland last year, yeah, it, it was, or Aston yeah. Villa that other year. Well, Sunderland last year, though, at least we had Pickford to be to be proud of. I think with West Brom, the thing is that, I mean, the, the relegation party is going to be excellent. You'll have Pardew, top partier. I mean, now we know more about Gareth Barry and Johnny Evanson's partying skills, which was a shock to us all, but really quite impressive. Storage, if he can get his feet on the dance floor, that's going to be some <laughs> fine-ass dancing as I, well. I think I cut last week when you were, the bit where you were talking about Pardew DJ. <laughs> I um, cut it out because um, I just couldn't, I couldn't have time to keep it in. But I was really sad so I had to cut that. He did... He, he did, did lose. He did lose his coat, wallet, and keys, DJing until four a.m. Um, when out on a training trip. Luckily, he got overshadowed by his own players going out till six a.m. So, Alan Pardew, Alan Pardew, captain, <laughs> manager, leader. And I'm not saying that if any of the players' wives there, he would have shacked them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that sentence. Uh. Um, I presume we have nothing to say about West Brom players. No. Dennis Sturridge. There wasn't even a goal from a corner in this. I'd like to tell everyone about the genius move I made this week. The genius move? Got okay. rid, tell us. Got rid of Walcott. Yeah. Put Mahrez in. Praise be. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not a bad move. And Glory be to Natalie. Thank you. Um, eight points up, that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can argue with that, really. I can't at all. Be. I can't yeah. be mad. I'm not mad. Um, I wasn't even mad before he had before he'd scored. I was like, oh, "That's fun. It'll, yeah. it'll come off." So did he get bonus points? Once he got all the free kick. He went got in. all three bonus points. Oh. He went from two points to ten points in a matter of that's a trade seconds. up, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it was a good free kick actually. I, I think the wall was a bit sketchy, but like they have great fixtures towards the end of the season. Mahrez is looking like his old self again. I, I found it funny. One of the commentators kind of commented on one of the chances he had and was like, oh, Mahrez of the, the title winning season would, would have, have done, scored yeah. that. Like he scored every single chance he had in the title winning season. Well, maybe he did. Is, and he only had a finite number of chances. Yeah. But he, he just happened to score. He scored more. every single one, 100% exactly. conversion rate. <laughs> exactly. And then the biggest teams in the world didn't come after him after that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of funny to hear stuff like that, but Morris looks back to his best, and they do have a very good run-in towards the end of the season. So 
Mars at 8.7 is a, a banker, I think. Well, it's the, the most eagerly anticipated game of the podcast coming yes. up next. I love a fight. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, it's so a Stoke Southampton. Let me tell I thought they weren't going to show any of this on Match of the Day, and then they did, and I was like, thank God, I'm so glad the world has seen so this. So recap for, for those of us who, who didn't so see it. So it's Juf versus Hoot. Um... <laughs> Correct pronunciation. A military command and also <laughs> a fairly decent defender. Um, the real showdown. Uh, so, first of all, Jif stamps on Hoot's foot. And it was really good. <laughs> that sounds like a bad advert. How do you want me to say Hoot properly? <laughs> you say it however you want it. I, I'm not here to judge. How is it supposed to be said? Hoot. I think it's Hoot. Hoot. Yeah. Hoot. I like Hoot. Hoot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, very expressive. But, um, so Juf stamped on him, and Hoot was a bit annoyed, and he was like, mm, don't do this, and then they had a bit of a shh, and it was fine, it was chill. And then, later on, um, they go in for a, a, a good old header, and Hoot just fucking decks Juf, and he's on the floor all dead, and they think maybe he's dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> but it was just quite good narrative. And it was funny, because the Juf stamp, they were like, people were like, oh, he'll get a retrospective ban for that. But now it's all come full circle, and who I doubt will get a ban or anything because he it wasn't he just fully doled out a bit of nineties justice, didn't he? Exactly. He, he let him know he was there, as they say. I guess that was the only good thing that happened in this game. I was thinking about getting Bauer in, and I I had my my finger on the trigger for a bit um, before the game week, and it would have paid off. Yeah, but um, don't have a new right back whose name I can't pronounce. That's but, who we're talking about. Oh, is that Bauer? Yeah, yeah. Moritz Bauer. That's the one. But he's he's quick. Looks yeah, like he was who I team. wanted. Um, I don't know if I want him now. I think I'm over it. Okay, game week thirty. This is this weekend. It's wild. There's stuff before this. There's Champions League this week. Yeah, Champions League and Europa League are back this week. Does any any English players any English teams play in Champions League this week? Liverpool are essentially through against. Porto, they won 5 0 in the away leg. Uh, Tottenham have got Juventus, 2 2, finally poised. City have got Basel. Man City have got Basel, but again, they won 4 0 in the away leg, so not finally poised. Yeah, yeah, so it's only really Spurs that you'd look at and think they're going to need their their full strength team. I wonder how much the likes of Klopp and Guardiola will rotate. Uh, So, Man United, Liverpool is the, the early kickoff, which is really. Really upsetting to have a game like that out I mean, the way. These so games early. have to be put early, don't they, for for drinking and all those sorts of things. Oh, really? Um, a lot of time, and also, um, I guess the best it's the best time for TV in the, yeah, in the, yeah. the kind of the eastern areas. But I do um, always worry that there's going to be that early morning sort of hangover for for teams like this. A Mourinho team on the defensive doesn't yeah. sound like it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. So yeah, do you mean, think even it's, it's going to be a low scorer then? I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I think if Liverpool score first, you could take your pick on what the score might end up mm. being. Just because at some point maybe United have to open up and then we're getting counter-attacks. I think if United score first, um, it's a 1 or 2 nil to United. Yeah, yeah, it's a completely different game at that point. So so I'm going to go for a Liverpool win to nil as well. Mm. I don't know how many. Mm. Two. I'm going to say 2 nil. Beyond that, it's a relatively uninspiring fixture, this, to be honest. I don't really have yeah. an awful lot that I could comment on. You've got... Well, I mean, I can't believe you've said that. That's offensive. Um, Why? The th- because the three o'clocks are, as you've rightly said, unaccumulatable. 
Um, <laughs> that is what Pitt said. Um, Can confirm. But I don't think it's fair because so Everton, Brighton, Huddersfield, Swansea, Newcastle, Southampton, West Brom, Leicester, and West Ham, Burnley. Hello, nil nil. It is nil nil o'clock. Um, but I think um, Everton, Brighton could be good. I think Brighton could be like away. Yeah, we can do whatever now because we're the best team in the Premier League. And it's well said. I think Huddersfield will also have to be good against Swansea at home. I don't think they have a choice but to win this game. That's true. But also Swansea away in that last game against Brighton, they wrecked it. Yeah. So who knows? But I think if Hudders go in with a good... Yeah. We can win this, lads! They'll it, do it, and they'll do it good. It's a really tough one to call because Swansea have been on such good form. For me, I think it looks like a Swansea win. I just think they've got that little bit more quality. But I don't know, I could, I could definitely see Huddersfield on the score sheet. Maybe Lursel will have one of his games where he's he's coming out and he's like clearing it off the halfway line and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He didn't seem to do anything that mad against Spurs, actually. No, he's, he's very good. Uh, he's, he's the kind of goalkeeper that some games, it'll just be one of those days, and he'll just do everything mental you can possibly imagine. Then other games, he looks like one of the best keepers in the league. Um, Newcastle Southampton has nil nil written oh, all over God, it. Yeah. West Brom are they now the team where we pick whoever they're mm, playing? Yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking about Mares. I'm like, I'm looking at the the Stoke Man City because of the seven two or whatever earlier in the season, but I'm also thinking, oh West Brom, uh, but it's away from home for Leicester. I think they will win comfortably, uh, but every time this year I've backed Leicester. They've only won by like one or two goals. They've never been like properly high scoring. So that's kind of what, what makes me apprehensive about that. But I think, yeah, they should win by a few clear goals. I could captain Morris here. Yeah, it's definitely one you could look at and, and do, and especially the way that they appear to defend. I mean, the goal they conceded against Watford, they let Deeney get in behind the defence. He's not very <laughs> fast. Vardy and Morris are quite fast. He had a good 30 seconds to think about it as well. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about it, but it was a great finish as well. So it was a lovely Props finish. for that. West Ham versus guy. Burnley, 0-0 AF. Oh, I reckon I Burnley know. can win. I I Burnley have to win yeah. it, surely. I don't think 0-0, definitely, but I think Burnley should win that. Chris West Ham are a mess. Yeah. They Chris are messy bitches. <laughs> Chris Wood doing the whooshing. <laughs> Chris Wood doing the whooshing, the heading... I the think if Chris Wood starts against that defence, there's a set-piece goal oh, all he, over that is game. Is he, like, right, fit to start? Is he fit to play 90 He looks fit to start to me. <laughs> he always looks fit to start to Pip. He very much does. Pip loved Chris Wood He's before he came to the Prem as well. I he did. Was, I got, I got he was, like, watching Liverpool was Where was he? He was at Leeds. West Ham, the problem with West Ham is you... You can <laughs> say their fundamental <laughs> West Hamness <laughs> and David Moyes. <laughs> and lack of goalkeeper. <laughs> Oh yeah, and defense. So then, then some games they do they do show up, and you know we saw it when they played against Chelsea and when they played against Spurs. Like they were winning for the majority of that game. Yeah, so Chelsea, they're facing sorry, Crystal Palace at the home. The five thirty. Yeah. I hope Palace do it. I hope Palace do some goals. Well, did they not win one nil in the reverse fixture? I've no idea. At Selhurst Park. I believe they did. I believe they did. I just need a penalty, really. Well, we know that Chelsea are in bad form. So maybe they'll trip someone over. And Palace have done okay today, by the looks of things. And by so someone, I mean maybe they'll trip Benteke over. And so maybe Benteke can... will get another assist. Yeah, I think they could do it. I'm I'm backing a, a Palace win there, to be honest. 
Arsenal Watford, the early kickoff on the Sunday. Ooh. I mean, there, there is recent history of Arsenal losing home games to Watford. Home games? Yeah, in the last couple of years, they lost one in the league, and previously they I remember lost the one FA in Cup. the FA Cup. I remember the FA Cup one when there's a freaking wonder goal from like, I think it might have even been Okaka. But I think one season, they, around that sort of time, yeah. they lost in a league game at home to Watford yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, it's not unheard of. Um, Watford, obviously, in a slightly different situation managerial-wise at this point in the season, they have picked up a little bit of a run of form. Uh, one nil against West Brom, though, doesn't really... Well... doesn't scream form, but... It doesn't scream, yeah. But if Kiko's back... Yeah, and I, I guess I'm comparing, you know, bad defending with Arsenal, who are also renowned for their bad defending at the moment, so... It, it seems like the kind of game that Watford will almost definitely score in. Troy Deeney and Abitur Claxon suggests that yeah. it's 90th minute and he, it bounces off his He loves head. it. It's like he gets possessed <laughs> when he plays Arsenal. Like, he can be the worst player on the pitch, but he'll get a goal somehow. And he probably will be the worst player yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And then and he'll the come out guy. after, and he'll be so smug about it, because he'll feel like he was the key. The last thing I need is Troy Deeney on actual match of the day, too. Just, like... Arsing around, saying yeah. about how great he is. Yeah, I'm not overly excited about that, but it's inevitably going to happen. So we're saying Mustafi and two fantasy league teams for the game week three. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's, that's the one. No, I reckon Arsenal will have to score Chambers. in this game. Um, I could see it being a draw, but I'd, I'd say a score draw, maybe 2-2. Two, two. Hmm. Maybe 1-1. One, one. One, one's but I think one Arsenal. of the most common scores in football. Yeah. I, th- I think Arsenal... <laughs> so it's only fair that that's a number yeah. that you've said. Yeah, I didn't actually know that, but yeah, it seems like that kind of game. Um, Arsenal's home form would suggest they have a chance at winning it, though. So I'm keeping Aubameyang, of course. Mkhitaryan will probably be out this week, though. I feel like he he should. We're going to have to stage an intervention if you don't take Mkhitaryan out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And then Bournemouth versus Spurs at the four o'clock kickoff. I mean... Bournemouth games involve a lot of goals. Good, Spurs will win. 2-0. 2-0. Spurs will probably do it. It'll be that another 2-0, yeah. I think that seems plausible. Have Kane, have Son, have one of their defenders. Get moving. Yeah, yeah, crack Thanks, on. Pip. Stoke, Stoke Man City on Monday. Um, 7-2. I think I'm captaining Sterling. Yeah. And if he plays it seems for, reasonable. If he plays for five minutes, he plays for five minutes. He probably scores. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was a bit gutted I, I didn't go for Aubameyang this week, but I think this will be a Man City captain, for sure. I was going to say, should I captain Otamendi? And then I thought, no, because Shakiri will probably do something fucking insane yeah. and do a goal. Yeah. So the, the one difference with um, Stoke has been they've been defending a little better under Lambert, but yeah, Man City are way too good. Thanks. Clean sheet cut, please, everyone. Boom. I'm going to... Um, Pip goes first. first. Yeah. So pick a team who you think is going to get a, who's going to keep a clean sheet for this game week, or you can pick a nil-nil. And that gets you two points rather than just the one. What can I? What do points mean in this? Prizes. Oh, what prizes? Well, none for you because you won't be one of us. Um, in terms of a nil-nil, I'm calling. You don't have to call a nil-nil. New, Newcastle Southampton. Okay. The United game is three-two, and two. Matic has scored. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, uh, which but one did you say Newcastle? Assist, which is quite shocking. Uh, I'm going to say I've got to back my main man's. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to say Spurs again. Okay. Oh, fuck. I was right. going to say Burnley, but I don't want to jinx it. Um, I don't think I'll keep country. 
uh, Antonio will come on and do a goal. Mm. It's on. It's on. It is written. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Spurs for me. Um, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to go for. I haven't really thought about it. Um, Now's the time. I need to do a legit one because I'm bored of losing. Leicester. Yeah. I because the only it. other time I went for Leicester this season, they they kept clean sheet. They really. It was that Huddersfield. It was when they played Huddersfield at home, and I was like, Huddersfield won't score away, and they didn't. Okay, so that about wraps it up for the day, and it's been a pleasure, Pip. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Pleasure it's, to be on here. It's been fantastic. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at hello at thedenalysis.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at thedenalysis. We'd like people to rate and subscribe to our podcast, mm, yeah. please. That would be really one, great. Um, on Apple Podcasts, you can just click the stars. You don't even have to write a review. I just did it for Lay It Out earlier today. I just went, did five stars, moved on with my life. And that's how simple it is. That's nice and easy. So that's us for this week. Best of luck for week 30 and beyond. Oh yeah, that is what it is. Goodbye, listeners.